Hello, and welcome to the Victorious Living Christian Counseling Podcast, where Victorious Living is not only a dream, but a real possibility through Jesus Christ. My name is Crystal Ridland, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Indiana, and I am a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas. So first, I want to start by just saying Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Um, I especially want to say Happy Father's Day to my husband, who is an amazing example of what a godly father should be. Um, Today, I was posting um, on social media just a, a... a little post about my husband and I was looking through pictures and I just noticed there are so many pictures of him with our kids doing so many amazing and fun and wonderful things and it just filled my heart with joy to think that my children get to have this opportunity to have such an amazing dad and so um, happy Father's Day to all of you but to Today, I want to actually talk to those of you who may not have had such a good example of um, godly fatherhood, and um, we're going to be talking about the negative impact of um, fathers or the lack of fathers. Um, We refer to this often in the psychology world as father wounds, and therefore we're going to be discussing this. Um, and in particular, how to overcome the father wound. So in a little bit, I'm going to go through some step-by-step things that we can hold on to and also share with you some Bible verses about fathers. But first, I want to share with you a little testimony, my testimony, um, regarding this issue of overcoming my father wound. So I actually, um, I am very open about my um, childhood and how it was very dysfunctional. And the father realm was no exception to this. Um, My mom had many boyfriends throughout my childhood, but she married a man when I was, or she got together with a, a particular man when I was six and she stayed with him for many years um, but he was actually very abusive he was an alcoholic he was extremely angry um, in my eyes he was very like it felt like to me very demonic like he was very it wasn't just anger it was rage and his eyes would get red and I was very scared of him Um, So he wasn't a good example for a father for me. Um, But my my birth father, he actually um, wasn't involved in my life almost at all, really. Um, I didn't, I guess he was around when I was really little. Um, He and my mom never married. Um, I met him the first time when I was five that I can remember meeting him. he just stopped by one afternoon and they said this is your father and that was interesting to me as a five-year-old and then I didn't see him or hear from him again until I was 13 and at the age of 13 he um, 
came by my house. He brought me a bike. And I ended up spending a summer with him um, about six months later. And then after that, he disappeared again from my life. Um, so he's been kind of in and out every once in a while. The interesting thing about my dad is that his mom was my grandmother, who I've talked about her on my podcast, um, especially I think my first real podcast was on grief, and that was after my grandmother passed away. She was my safe person. She was, um, she lived close to me, and she was my rock. Um, she was the person that I felt loved me and always cared for me, and I could rely on her any time. She was always fighting for my well-being. And so it's interesting to me that um, her and I were very, very close. And it's interesting to me that um, even though my dad wasn't very much a part of my life, that I knew about him because of my grandma and she... It was always her hope and dream that my dad would rise up and be a father. And I know that she talked to him about that many times, but he was not in a position to be a father. For many years, he did heavy drugs. Um, he just was always very broken. As a little girl, I remember when the phone would ring because I knew about my dad. I knew that he was out there. Um, I rem but my childhood was very broken and I remember having like dreams and hopes that one day he might wake up and want to come and save me from this upbringing that I had, the pain of my childhood. And so sometimes when the phone would ring, I would hope that it was him or sometimes I would imagine that he would just come to the house and take me away. And those things never happened. So that was very hard for me. I didn't understand. I remember thinking things like, oh, he, I must not be important enough for him um, to want to be in my life. And I grew up with this feeling of I must be unlovable because my birth father doesn't want me in his life. And my stepfather is very abusive and angry and always saying really mean things. And so I, I must not be very lovable. And um, so that was really hard for me. But I did have um, one, in particular, one godly example of, um, what a, a, of a godly man. And that was my uncle Hansel, who died... Um, 10 years ago and that was really hard for me because I really really looked up to my uncle he was my hero I didn't get to see him often when I was little because he lived out of town but he would always stop in on his way to go to the family reunions or um, he just showed up maybe two or three times a year to, and he would just love on us and we weren't used to that we didn't have a lot of people showing us love when we were kids and so we all just admired my uncle and he had a way of just loving everyone around him he was very giving he was very encouraging he was particularly very proud of me because I was able to overcome my childhood upbringing and I found Jesus 
And so um, he was actually probably the closest thing I had to a godly father. And um, I am very thankful for that. So the first thing is with my to end my testimony is I was able to overcome my father wound. Basically, when I became a Christian, it didn't happen right away. And so I want to make sure I let you guys know that that this isn't something like you accept Christ and voila, suddenly you are healed from this father wound. It's healing's a process. I tell people in my um, my office all the time that healing is a journey. It's not a destination. That we're constantly moving towards healing, um, and we won't reach perfect healing until we get to heaven. But Thankfully, I praise God that I have been able to heal tremendously in this area of my father wound. And for that, I'm very thankful. But I remember on Father's Day, and I would be at church after I became a Christian, and everybody around me had a father. And I felt really alone. And I didn't have a dad. I didn't have a father. I didn't even have a family that was there with me at church. I was, I went by myself. Um, and so I remember feeling that sense of sadness um, and loneliness. And Father's Day wasn't a happy day for me. It was a day that reminded me that I wasn't important, that I didn't, I wasn't loved. And as I grew in my faith and started to really understand more about what it meant to have a heavenly father and how he was protecting me and how he looked over me, um, it was very life-changing for me. And it took me a while to get there. and um, But I got there. And I am so thankful for that. That over a period of time, um, I was able to get to a point where I didn't feel sad on Father's Day because I wasn't in the category of not having a father anymore. In fact, I was in the category of having the very best, most loving, protective, amazing, awesome father available, the Heavenly Father. Um... And that was very, very comforting to me. Um, 2 Corinthians 6.18 says, And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. And then Psalm 103.13, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And um, this was very... Learning these verses throughout my life as a Christian, as a believer, has been very healing to my heart. And so now I don't feel sad on Father's Day because I have a father. And that's an opportunity for me to thank him for saving me, for saving my soul, for watching over me when I was a child um, and protecting me when things could have even been worse or just putting the right people in my life at the right time to help me to, to overcome this life that 
I had as a child, and for that I'm very thankful. So now I'm going to move on to, from my testimony, to steps to overcoming the father wound. And I want to start by sharing um, a movie with you, just like telling you the name. Um, the movie, I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me, was a powerful movie that dealt with this issue of the father wound. And the premise of the movie was actually the singer, the head singer of Mercy Me, who had a very, very abusive, angry, drunk father. And he carried that pain with him into his ministry. And he had never been able to process or heal from that. And his manager noticed that he had the potential to be an amazing Christian artist, but there was something holding him back. And he said to him, what are you running from? And um, the singer of Mercy Me um, said, my father, I'm running from my father. And that was a powerful, powerful moment in that movie. So if you have not um, seen it, you need to go, you need to rent it, buy it. It's amazing. So the guy's name who is the lead singer for Mercy Me is Bart Millard. And he, his story is so profound. So he ended up going back to his um hometown and he faced his son his his father and um, I won't tell you everything but it was an amazing story with an amazing healing ending Um, and so for that like I just think that would be a good movie for you guys to watch that really helps you to see in action what a father wound looks like um, and a profound story of redemption Um, so that's just a plug for that movie, um, because I think it's powerful and it will help you to see in depth more what I'm talking about. So what are some ways to overcome this father, um, wound that many of us have? And if this is your category, I am so sorry. I know what it feels like. Um, I have true empathy, for what this has um, been for you. Um, and I just want to let you know that you are not alone on Father's Day, that you have a Father who loves you tremendously, the Heavenly Father. Um, but how do you how do you overcome? Um, so the first thing is we have to get to a point where we recognize um, the hurt and the pain that we recognize that there is a father wound, that we have in fact been damaged um, at our core because of um, a father issue that has um, been happening. A lot of times we're tempted to, to put on our mask and to fake or even run away from this. Um, I've seen many clients who they desperately yearn to have their father's acceptance 
And no matter what they do, no matter how amazing they get in life, no matter the accomplishments or the families that they have, they still can't win their father's approval. And that is the hardest thing for me to be able to sit with them and help them to come to a point where they just have to admit that that there is a a problem here and that they're not going to be able to change their father. Um, and so we have to admit that there's a there's a hurt. There's a broken area here. Um, the next thing that we need to do is grieve. Friends, I had to grieve. In order to move through this, um, I remember specifically after uh, several years after I left my dad when I stayed with him for the summer, it didn't end well. He was very angry with me because I didn't feel like I could stay with him long term. It wasn't a great environment. And um, he, so I actually wrote him a letter. And I was really open and honest with him about my feelings and about how I wished he would be in my life and that I want to have a father. And he never wrote me back. And that was really sad for me. I knew he had gotten the letter because my grandma had said that he had gotten the letter and he had twisted some of the information that was in the letter that wasn't true. and um, But anyway, that was a turning point for me, is that I had to write him a letter to give him an opportunity to come forward and be a dad. But I also told him in the letter that I can't wait for him for the rest of my life, that it's too hard, that it's it hurts too much. And so... Um, I had to grieve. I had to finally get to a point where I grieved the loss of something of a father that I wanted so desperately. And I had to come to the realization that I wasn't going to be able to have that, at least not in the time frame that I wanted it. I'm 44 now and um it's still not happening. He's still alive and he's still very much focused on himself and um, he's not capable of loving at all. And he's continues to push God away. Um, I still am nice to him when I do talk to him. We don't have a close relationship, um, but I don't hurt over it all the time and even on Father's Day I just feel comforted knowing that I have a Heavenly Father who loves me who sent his son to die for me and it it brings me so much joy to be able to see that what I didn't have as a little girl my kids have today an amazing godly earthly father who loves them and supports them and encourages them and always points them to Jesus. So that's the another step is we have to grieve the loss of that. So we have to basically admit that there is an, an issue, that there is a hurt, that there is a father wound, and then we need to grieve the, that relationship. Well, it's not what we want it to be, and 
it may never be. It may be, and we can have that hope. Um, but we need to grieve that. The third thing um, is we need to identify and recognize the negative beliefs that we have spoken to ourselves over through all these years of having a broken relationship with our father. Common um, thoughts that we say about ourselves are, I'm an idiot, I'm unlovable, I am worthless, I'm, I'm not smart, I am a failure, I'm not good enough. These are all common statements, things that we have specifically told ourselves um, in relation to this broken relationship with our father because see we're desperately yearning for their acceptance for their love so when they don't give it or when they bring brokenness we're just little kids and we're trying to make sense of it and we don't see any gray we see black or we see white we don't see that hey my dad's really broken and he has so much trauma and he is messed up, he is addicted, um, that he's not capable of loving me. And it's not because I'm unlovable, it's because he's broken. We can't think like that when we're little kids. And so what we do is we just say, well, it must be me. I'm unlovable. I'm not important. And for girls, this is weird, but I remember thinking this, maybe I'm not pretty enough. And it's absolutely not the truth, right? And so a lot of times we go overboard to try to become all these things to get our father to accept us and to love us. And yet most of the time it doesn't come to fruition, at least not until they have a, the fathers have a um, total change of heart and become christians and find jesus and healing through him because otherwise they're trying to love us from a place that they don't have love love comes from jesus love comes from god without it we're not capable of loving we're only going to anything we do is going to be actually to fill up ourselves rather than to love with god's love so we need to sit back and I always have people what are your negative thoughts write those down that's the first step to overcoming anxiety and then we need to replace those lies with the truth and we're not unlovable God loves us so much that he sent his only son Jesus that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life he loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us. And the Bible says um, that God, that we are made in his image. And I find that to be an amazing truth that holds me together on rough days and the Bible says throughout that God chose me. That's powerful to me. That God specifically chose me to be his daughter. That he wasn't 
he didn't just have to put up with me or, you know, I wasn't a responsibility to him, but he chose me and he loves me and that I am precious to him. And that gives me comfort. So we need to replace the lies with the truth, the truths of God's word. And the next step is we need to work through forgiveness. Being able to forgive our fathers for their lack, for their abuse, for their neglect, whatever it was. And let me tell you a little bit about my how I help clients with forgiveness. Many of you have heard in the church when you've talked about things that have been very broken and you've immediately been told you must forgive them because if you don't forgive them then the father won't forgive you right there's that verse that talks about that and that is absolutely true but here's the 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 true facts and how i help my my clients We'll never be able to truly get to a place where we forgive, can forgive somebody who hurt us if we've never processed the hurt and the pain first. Okay? We have to get to a point where we've been able to sit and work through these steps. And as we work through these steps, then we begin to deal with the hurt that was caused to us. And then we begin to see, like I told you a little bit ago, that I realized that my dad was broken, that he wasn't choosing to not love me, but he is broken and unable to love me. And he's been through his own stuff. Now, it doesn't mean that he's not responsible because he is absolutely responsible for the decisions that he's made. And the Bible is clear that there will come a time when we all will face judgment. But the Bible also says that revenge is mine, declares the Lord. That we don't have to repay evil with evil. We don't have to get back to them. We don't have to hurt them because they hurt us. In fact, when we fail to forgive, the only person it's hurting is us. It hurts us, the bitterness, the resentment. It keeps us very broken. I've had so many clients come to me and they will say, when I ask about their mother or their father, they will say something along the lines of, oh, I don't have anything to do with my dad. He is just a sperm donor. He is just a... um, he is just my biological father. Like He's not in my life. He's dead to me. Um, I've heard many, many things over the years. And what I hear in that moment is a big, loud, resounding flag that says, Father wound, Father wound. And that's when I, I may not deal with it in the moment, but I document it in my notes. And we go back to that at the right time. Okay, so we have to get to a point where we can forgive those who hurt us. The Bible says whenever Jesus was on the cross and people were hurling insults at him, they were crucifying him, they were throwing stones at him, they wanted him dead, 
And he said, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. I can't even imagine. That's the heart of Jesus. And that's what I have learned, that I need to forgive my birth father because he knows not what he's done. He's broken and he's not in a place where he has the understanding of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't have it in him. And for me to expect him to be able to love me with God's love when he doesn't have that inside of him, it's not fair. It's not right. He's not going to be able to love me from something he doesn't have. And so that's how I've been able to heal and work through this. And I pray for my dad every day. And I will until the day he is no longer on this earth. I will continue to pray for his soul. I will pray for his healing and for this redemption story like there was in the movie, I can only imagine. Um, And so forgiveness, it's so important. But I don't want you to hear from me. You have to forgive in this like, like it's a punishment or I'm judging. Because forgiveness is a gift to us and to the other person who hurt us. And so, so often we look at it like it's, you know, a punishment or a judgment. And that's not what it is. Um, so... The final thing I want to talk about is the, the most important key to overcoming the father wound is to accept the love of our Heavenly Father, to seek His love, to surrender to Him. And it's hard for us to surrender to the love of the Heavenly Father when our earthly father has hurt us because we attribute God's characteristic with those of which came from the father who hurt us because usually the father's the most powerful person in our life and they were very hurtful to us. And so it can be really hard to accept fully God's love and to surrender to him and to love him. But friends, that's the key. When we know God's love, our earthly father no longer traps us with his failures. But we can accept and know that God loves us and his love surpasses the love of an earthly father. He embraces us and holds us and he is able to meet our every single need. He cares for us. Psalm 2710 says, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. And in Romans 815, it says, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. So, friends, if you're going through this, 
and you've or you've been living with a father wound, I want to encourage you to get into God's word, to find a Christian counselor. We don't have to live with this hurt forever. To this day, my birth father continues to reject me. He knows not what he does. The fact is, I know that he's miserable and I know that he's lonely. But he is not rejecting me. He is rejecting God. And I pray for him every day that he will stop rejecting God and that he will come to an understanding and surrender his life to God. Because I would love for our relationship to be made new and perfect when we get to heaven. So, if you're living with this, I want to encourage you to take these steps and to heal because we are overcomers through Christ. And we can live victoriously even if we have a father who continues to hurt and reject us. We can find hope and healing in Christ. So, happy Father's Day. And I pray that if you have been struggling with a father wound, that you will be encouraged to reach out to a Christian counselor, to a Christian friend, go to a solid Bible-based church and talk to the pastor. I want to encourage you not to stay in this place of brokenness. I want you to have victory. For those of you who are fathers who are living for God and loving your family and your children, I want to thank you and let you know that what you are doing is so vitally important. And we need more godly fathers out there. So I hope and pray that you guys have a blessed day. And um, if you have not subscribed, please go ahead and subscribe. And please comment and um, and share with your friends. Um, I want to make sure that people are getting this message out. There are a lot of people who are broken, who are hurting, and they don't know where to go get the answers. And that's why God put it on my heart to start this podcast. To have a way of getting the answers to people who may not show up in a counseling office. And so that's my heart. That is the passion behind this podcast. So I also look forward to hearing from you. Um, my email address is victoriouslivingcounseling at yahoo.com. I love hearing how um, the podcast has touched you. Um, and so I encourage you to email me. Um, and I hope you guys have a great week. Bye.